This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker episode 72, recorded on the 11th of September, 2014. Today we're talking about quick tips to effectively market your camp this fall. If you'd like easy, automatic, and free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by Camp Pros, who support the show on Patreon. Thank you very much to our patrons. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to a great season with you this year. We've got special rewards just for our patrons. If you go there, just as if you were supporting a Kickstarter program. And we're really looking forward to a great year with our patrons. So please go to patreon.com slash camphacker. We're also sponsored by the Camp Owners and Directors Association. You provide quality camp experiences for children, helping them grow and gain independence. And we help you achieve your vision. Check us out at campownersanddirectors.com. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. I'm Travis Allison. I run a blog and a podcast uh, network for summer camp professionals who want to improve how they do things at camp. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. Uh, camp Oro is an all-girls camp situated in the Laurentians in Quebec, and uh, I'm here talking to you uh, from Montreal. Hi, Gab. How's it going? Good. And you had a great summer my, at Waro? I did. I had, uh, well, you know, every, I was just talking to Beth um, before, yes. um, who's on Camp Code with me. And um, we we're saying, you know, as you get older and more experienced, one thing that's consistent is that you're always learning. So yes. it was a very good summer, but there was definitely a lot of learning that, that happened. And yep. uh, I think that's to be expected every year, Fair which on. will make for great material on Camp Hackers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. So it's just Gab and I today, and Gab and I have done a couple of quick tips uh, shows when it's just the two of us fire back and forth. So what we've yeah. done is we've taken the end of summer survey that we sent out to Camp Hacker listeners and newsletter members, and their question was, what's the one thing that's giving you the most stress at this time of the year? So we're looking forward to answering five of those questions or dealing with five of those questions here on the show. Before we do that, I just want to take a moment and say... We really do appreciate all the feedback that we've got from from people. It's been great stuff about the show in that actual survey, and uh, and thank you. That's that's amazing. We really appreciate that. If you wouldn't mind, if you've learned some great stuff for the show or find the stuff on this episode helpful, if you go to camphacker.tv/itunes, that'll open up iTunes in on your computer and you could leave us a rating and review there. It's really helpful. It's helpful for us to make Camp Hacker more findable for people in the industry and uh, help us get it out to more people. And that would be, uh, be wonderful for us and, and hopefully really good for the industry. So we uh, are dealing with quick tips on summer camp marketing at this time of the year, basically. A lot of questions, of course, from people when they wrapped up the summer and like, okay, it was great, good summer. Now, how do we keep that going? And so we're going to um, we're going to focus on that. I should also say that uh, we're hoping that Tink Raby Hall will be able to join us. So if Tink comes in in the middle of the call, uh, don't be surprised. But um, she's got some great insight into some of these questions as well. She's just having some technical dif difficulties. And uh, so you may see Tink as well. 
for now, you just got Gab and I. But I was saying to Gab, people have been so responsive to our quick tips, quick tips show that that she and I have done a couple of times. Um, that uh, I, I'm kind of grateful. It's just the two of us. We'll, we'll fire through yeah. a couple of things here. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> So, Gab, out of all the surveys, um, we're really just focusing on the marketing stuff. People had other stressors at this time of the year, but we wanted to focus down on, on marketing. And one of the questions that gets repeated over and over again was, where do I start making a marketing plan for the year? What's the, you know, what are the steps to getting that started? And what do you think that looks like? Um, I think... Uh... I think it starts with your families, your immediate families. And I, I think that basically what you want to do is ask them what they want from you throughout the year. And there's there's certain families that are, are camp families that you can have a candid conversation with. And we've often hosted either a dinner or a lunch where we'd invite those families and um, catch up, but then also have a specific topic to talk about. And I think one of those topics is, you know, what do you want to hear from us? What what would make you want to share our information? Uh, what would be useful? And uh, we got a lot of great um, information last year from some of our families who we asked that were returning new families. So second year new families. Um, we approached them. They're really, really grateful that we approached them. And they, they shared everything that they thought would be useful for us um, to do for new families. And we followed through with that. And we shared them on those that yes. marketing, which was yes. basically, um, we did a, you know, five point newsletter to all new families. So our returning families weren't getting information that they already knew, they but need. it was yeah. just help. Exactly. Yeah. So starting with already your families that you have, your long-term families that have been around for a long time. Uh, you're freshly, you know, new to the camp family, uh, families and ask them what they're, they're looking for and what they would like to, to hear from. And also what's their saturation point? Um, just having yes. these type of kind yes. of conversations really, really helps. Um, we like doing postcards. I never knew if people liked them until um, some of our families said, don't stop. You know, this is what goes up on our wall. There's nothing else that's allowed to go up on our wall. Yeah. These postcards. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't know that there was such a – apparently the Halloween postcard is a really big one. Yeah. And it's, we just let loose and do something really funny on it. It's not much energy. So right. I think just reaching out to those guys first. And talking to them um, will give you some really great ideas. Yeah. 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 So let me pick up on a couple of awesome things that, that you've done at Waro. Um, postcards is great because people aren't um, aren't getting a lot of physical mail. And especially kids never get letters anymore. So it's a, a real treat and a way to make you stand out. And, you know, stuff like a Halloween card is following a classic Joanna Warren Smith idea, which is to send out postcards at unusual holidays or invent holidays, just so it's 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 a card that doesn't arrive in the midst of a million other cards. Um, you know, a holiday card or a Valentine's card doesn't stick out, or a birthday card even really doesn't stick out, um, but hitting at a different time of the year to reach out to people. Now, Gab, do you send them to returning families or to prospects? We, we send them to, to everybody, basically. If they're a prospect, we'll send them um, a card that's maybe not exactly what we'd send to our returning families, but sort of like, this is what we do, and yeah. you know, put a little bit of a different information on the back, but we'll send them the same cover. Um, so then they also get the feel of what Waro is about, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, and, and we're kind of quirky, and we're not super serious. Sometimes we do really weird little things, and um, our families seem to really like that. So And especially our new families are like, oh, 
you know, these guys have a sense of humor. So, yes. um, yeah, I'll dress up and get my face all painted or right. some little dump goo on my head and yeah. we'll take a picture of that. And they like it. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it, one great asset to Waro is Gab's skill as a graphic designer. Um, and so I would encourage that. Any others, if you want a graphic designer that understands camp, go to realdesigns.com and check out Gab's work there. Uh, we've certainly made good use of Gab in Camp Hacker, and, and we're thrilled that she's doing more work for camp. So take advantage of that, camps. Please find somebody who understands what, uh, what it is the product that is that you're selling. Um, it, so here is, um, another thing that I, that I picked up on many camps do end of summer surveys. And I think end of summer surveys are important. You can glean some good information, but it sounds to me like what Woro has done is something that I recommend to all my clients is find your top five families, um, the best, you know, your best supporters and sit down and talk to them. And you may not be able to, um, gather them all in one place. They may be in different cities and, and, um, you may be able to pick them up and sit down to lunch with them when they're on the road. Um, if not, then arrange some time to, um, to talk to them, whether it's on Skype or phone call, whatever works for them, just, you know, ask for half an hour of your time and, and, ask them some real good questions. So I really like the questions that you do ask. And I think I've never had a, a family say, Oh, what, you know, n no, thank you. Right. If anything, it builds a much, if anything, it's an excuse to build a much stronger tie with, with those families because you're yeah. interested in what they have to say. If you follow through, let them know that that's what's happening. You know, Oh, we've put this idea to, you know, to a team of whoever geniuses yes. to accomplish this idea. Yeah. Uh, and but all of a sudden now you've, you're on a whole different um, level with uh, with your clients, and they're now invested, and now they're part of that voice. They know yes. they're part of the concept. You give them, you know, the voice. They can they can pass that on. So it's it's just a wonderful excuse to actually build stronger links with uh, with your clients, and and just even a phone call, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. They really really appreciate it, and they have a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's so awesome. Another question that's going to come up comes up all the time is what's the most effective thing I can do to market camp? And we've said this on the show before, the most effective way to get campers into bunks is number one is to make sure that your kids return. Um, and these calls will help you with the returners. But the other one is through word of mouth. We tend to develop our marketing stuff for people we think that we're developing our marketing stuff for people that don't know camp or don't know about us, or maybe just say, I want to send my daughter to camp and start to look. Um, I don't think that we're all that effective at that as an industry, reaching out to those that don't understand what we do. Um, but if you want pure effectiveness, then you go to help those families that are already talking about you increase your word of mouth and give them the tools exactly like Gab said. So, if you're looking for a place to start, I would start with those interviews and start for a plan to increase your word of mouth marketing. And I don't know if I have one handy copy of this, but one of my tools of the, the week, probably used it two or three times because I love it so much, is a book called The Referral Engine. And this is uh, one of the best business books um, and one that I'm totally comfortable recommending to people that don't enjoy reading business books because the case studies and anecdotes are really good stories. And so um, check that out. It lays out a whole plan um, on how to develop your word of mouth system. And that's that really that's you want to be effective. That's how you do it. 
is, is follow through on those things. I like that. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have any other thoughts, Gab, about that, about starting where to get started? I think, um, no, I, I think basically it's, it is with your families and then of course branching out with your alumni and your staff members. Um, the other thing is, uh, Travis and I talk about this often, but it's basically not thinking of your organization as a summer camp, yes. but as a sort of um, a business that's so awesome you want to get the word out. And, and how, can you, how can you break the barriers of summer camp sort of and, and just think of it as look at what other companies are doing. Look at, you know, you know um, what is that? There's that grocery store in New York or everywhere. In the states, Joe Traders, I think. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yes. Super awesome, beautiful. You know, they advertise their stuff really, really well. And if you just put the name of your camp on top of that, those chalkboards, you right. know, right. it looks great. Yes. So looking outside of instead of looking at what other camps do, looking at what you know, why are you drawn to, uh, you know, a certain brand? Why are you drawn to certain things? What are they doing that special, extra, looks good? And um, how are they getting their message across? And Travis often says this, but tell your story. Don't say that, you know, you're a summer camp where we have, you know, this is our ratio. And though that's very good information. But what is your story? What What's exciting? And sometimes if you've been there for so long, um, it's hard to figure that out. And talking to your campers, talking to your staff, what makes your camp special to them, and then putting it out there is a, is a wonderful way of... Um, yeah. getting re-inspired about your own your own business yes yeah it, one thing i've been talking to our clients about this year is taking um just five families and trying to sit down and and shoot a video with them about why they think um summer camp is important for kids and then you have um somebody else's voice to say um, this is why it's important. Um, you know, we're Warrell families or we're Frost Valley or Pierce Williams families. Um, but here's why we think summer camp is important. And that really is all going to be, um, it's going to turn into the story of, of, of your camp. It's worth asking them, um, you know, it's worth asking them to tell a story. What was your favorite moment from camp? What, Favorite moment from camp is sort of valuable. Even more valuable is at what moment did camp impact you in a way that affected the rest of your life? And that is the story that you can use over and over again. So I would look at, um, it's looking at a, a figure out a way to do that. So meeting those families, setting up some, some video, even just on, on your iPhone or, you know, some, whatever you have with you, try to get the sound as good as possible and, uh, and go from there. And with, even with a, so just a little video from your iPhone, um, you can post that on Instagram. Right. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, boom, there you go. Yeah. And, and it's okay to ask somebody repeat until they get it right. Yep. Um, in a certain amount of time, but there you have just something and the amount of shares that you'll get from the people that, that love camp and when they're just talking about camp, that's a lot of people, even if they didn't go to your camp, will understand that message and will want to like it and link it. And, and it's something that's just Instagram put up and it's, yeah. you know, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So the next, uh, the next question or statement or response to the, 
the the survey that we sent out again we we're asking what's giving you stress right now at this time of the year so the, the marketing questions that come out of this were great um here's one i'm putting i'm now putting together summer statistics information from the camper staff and evaluations and parent evaluations the insurance and accident reports etc other than the obvious like trends about enrollment what is something i should be using this information for and uh, that's a great question. So I really appreciate that person sending that, uh, that in to us. Um, I wasn't very good as a camp director. I wasn't very good with statistics. Um, I certainly see the value of them a lot more, um, now that I've been exposed to many more camps and what they, what they do and the stuff that we can learn. Um, one statistic that I'm really stressing this year for the camp industry as a whole is, um, and it may be too late for your evaluations from this summer, but if not, it's worth sticking in, I think. Also m making part of your registration, very important. One thing I wanna know is how many of the new families that register for camp this summer, how many of them have one or more parents who went to summer camp? That is such a great question. Yeah, and the reason is, uh, the reason you ask that question is you need to know if you're doing anything at all. I think as an industry, we need to know if we're doing anything at all to reach families that don't know camp. Because yeah. the enrollment numbers in summer camp are going down every year or two, we're getting less and less people going. So we're that pool of people that went to summer camp and have a, you know, a basic idea of what camp is and then are just looking for um, the camp that specifically fits their needs, that pool shrinks every year. Yeah. And uh, if we can collect that as a, an organization, it'll, it'll, as a, an industry, that will, that will help us. Yeah, I think that's a, an amazing uh, question because I think that there's, there's two groups. There's those that went to camp and there's those that didn't. And yeah. those that didn't have a misconception basically based on a lot of random movies. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's, basically, I think there's a cook a nurse and a director, sometimes not even a director, sometimes just a camp counselor, but yeah. there's three adult figures yeah, right. in the entire camp. And then there's a big Nerf war, which is so cool. Um, yeah. and a food fight. But, right. um, so, so that's their, that's their understanding of, of camps. And so, and it's, and it can be very, very terrifying. And so you're going up against this misconception and it's almost like if only somebody's married into a family where one of those parents went. And a lot yeah. of the times, those parents, I'm, I'm sure this is a similar story for a lot of camps, are very reluctant. So you're either talking to the father who's never sent his kids, yes. who's never been to camp with the mother, and yeah. um, you know, and they're just nervous. And and the other parent does a very poor job of convincing them because yes. they just say, "Trust me, it's awesome." Yeah, right. But no, no reasons why, no yeah. statistics, as we say, no, just it's great. <laughs> no, like let's research this. So. Um, I love that question. I think that um, I think again. That's why you, when you're doing your marketing, you can't think of yourself as a summer camp and more as what's the experience that the child is going to get and how it's going to help them uh, in the short term and in the long term. Yeah. Um, and I think also with the statistics that you're using, definitely you're putting that aside for your staff training for next year. Yes. Um, yes. Not necessarily eliminating what you've done. Keep what you you did that was really really well. Don't. Don't discard that stuff, but maybe there's some adjustments. And when you're making the adjustments, making sure that it's not a, a total pendulum swing where we're going all the way one way. Um, and also checking checking the facts. How many people have complained about this or how many people wished? Is it just one group 
was it because of a specific incident, so on and so forth. So, but making calculated decisions, but it definitely should be influencing your, your staff training yeah. for the next season. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe even your staff hiring too. Right. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, I totally agree. That should be one of the, the main lenses that you look at statistics from last season with um, how that will make me improve the on the ground thing that we do at camp next summer. What you said, Gavin, made me wonder that, uh, and think that I'd love to see this from from some camp, um, a booklet or a program or a video called How to Convince Your Spouse to Let Them Send Your Kids to Camp um, <laughs> and have it be a course of things you should say um, to convince your spouse who doesn't know camp um, to uh, to work with you to send your kids away. I love it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, we talked a lot. Or I remember talking at Mid States in Chicago last year in in one of my sessions about how much value there would be on a. We teach parents how to talk to the. We're I think quite good at teaching parents how to talk to their kids about summer camp and get them ready. But how great it would be to have a course called "How to Get Yourself Ready to Send Your Child Away," and um, you know, put all that uh, together into a package to make you really make you stand out as a camp. It, um, be an awesome, awesome resource. Yeah. Resource. That's another marketing tip is yeah. become the, become the expert. So if there's certain things that your families don't know about, for example, how to, how to prepare your kids to go off to camp, um, so that they're maybe not missing home. So little tips like send a letter a week before, so it arrives when, it, when the child gets to camp, yeah. so on and so forth. But if you're just, if you're a resource for families, that's a wonderful way to get your name out there, but you're also looked as as a, an expert in your industry. So people trust you a little bit more uh, when you have those information um, videos up or even blogs if you're somebody that likes to write um, or just a picture with a tip at the bottom and yeah. you put on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Um, those type of things will really will you know set you a little bit apart from, from people that are just trying to get uh, clients. You're also just trying to support your clients or other people's clients, and that's even better. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, question number three. Uh, do I really need to create social media pages for Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter? Will spending time doing this pay off? Totally great question. And um, a lot of people question ask that question out loud, and a lot of people just think it. So I thank you. My thanks to that person for, for sharing that in the survey. Um, here's my short answer, and I'm curious to know what your thinking is on this gap. You absolutely do need to create an account on each one of those things to reserve the name of your camp. Um, and it should be consistent from Instagram to Twitter to Facebook, the name of it. Um, and, um, yeah, so it needs so we would know what the name is, and and you've reserved it in all those spaces. And then I think you take a look at um, what you can be the most effective at, which I understand this is what this person's asking. Um, the way that you know how to reach out, or which one of them is to focus on, is again go back to those parent interviews that Gab talked about in the fall. Ask them what social media stuff they like, what ones they use, etc. I think because of the way Facebook is changing, um, Facebook pages are pretty good at building or maintaining the community of summer camp. Um, and so they may be effective with that. I don't know if they're all that great on their own. 
um, at bringing in new families. That is unless you start to invest in Facebook advertising and Facebook advertising can be very effective, but just building the page alone, I think you need to say to yourself that that's just keeping the community going and, um, the actual marketing, reaching out to people and stuff that's going to pay off with reaching new families could be different than that. What do you think? Gab? I think it's, I think this is where your staff really come in handy. And I think it's about all, all your, all you have to think about in social networking venues is creating a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just think of yourself at a party and you're an amazing person, but nobody knows about it because you're a little too shy. There you go. So you have certain ways of, of talking to people and then they get to know how awesome you are. Is that going to get you more clients? It's possible. But either way, at a next party, if you're not there, somebody will talk about you and say, hey, that person was really, really amazing. And that's just sort of how social network, um, you know, really is. And I think the thing is that what intimidates um, certain uh, directors is, one, they're not quite sure how to tie their values of camp if they're unplugged to social networking. Um, They're overwhelmed with the amount of work and also – to be fair, social networking is always changing, so you sort of have to keep up to date with it. So um, there's Snapchat, that's pretty awesome. There's you know uh, Instagram, Tumblr. Our our campers love Tumblr, and that's something that that we're putting a lot of energy into right now. But the thing is, is that you don't have to know that information. All you need to know is is keep the value system the same online as it would be at your camp. And then talk to some of your staff members. I've said this over and over again, but hire, put some money into hiring a couple of staff members to take over or take charge of certain social networking sites. And everything that they do, they run it by you. And they just let you know, this is what I'd like to post. This is what I'd like. And they're going to come up with these really crazy and fun ideas. But it's all in the spirit of getting your message out there. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Um, Campers will do it. Staff will do it because they really do want to talk about it. And this is sort of the new way of how people are having these conversations. So I agree with Travis. Um, Definitely have your, you know, book all of your names on all the different sites. But then talk to your 20-something-year-old staff members who are responsible but who are very excited to spread the word of your your camp. And, um, And all they need to do is is sort of run those those things by you. And they won't make great decisions sometimes, but if you have that sort of relationship where they'll always uh, touch base with you, then you can guide them. Then they'll also learn how to talk to parents. They'll also learn how to get information out there in a way that makes sense to your camp. Um, and that started with our previous owner, um, Madeline Allen, did that with me before social ne- networking started when I was I was doing many postcards and all this for her and she really taught me how to do this. She didn't know how to do yeah. the actual technical side, but she knew the she knew the voice, and I followed her voice. And her voice is still in my head uh, today when I'm doing stuff online, and uh, it's very very useful. So you're you're teaching your staff, but I say, you know, advertisement costs a lot, but when it isn't it better to put it towards your staff that love camp and right. will get get it out there. You know, yep. don't be overwhelmed by the work. Get somebody else to do that work. <laughs> The number one skill of a good camp director is can they delegate yeah. to others? Yeah, Jackie knows nothing about this stuff, uh, right. but she, you know, we do pass, we run things by her, and yeah, 
And that's how things grow. And that's how, and, and then again, now you have your staff that are involved in marketing and they understand how to do this for you. And yep. a lot of the time I think camp directors think the summer's over, you know, you know, 97% of my staff members are gone and now I have to do everything and you don't Skype with them, yep. talk to them, yep. put out a post, say, Hey, who wants to do Instagram or call people and say, who do you think would be good at Instagramming for a camp? And they could do such Yes. So many cool things. So Amazing. yes, do it. Cool. But get help. Right. Don't do it by yourself. And um, something said right at the very beginning of that gap made me think of a conversation I had with Jen Selke. Jen's been a, a frequent co-host of of the show, um, and she's a smarty when it comes to these things because she's a, her doctorate in psychology. And she was talking with me, I think not on a recording, but just us just chatting about social scripts. And um, she was doing some work with some kids who um, aren't naturally very social with others, and teaching them social scripts like how to have a conversation with somebody. And breaking that down sometimes feels really false, but um, there's some good insights in that. And it's good to teach someone to, to think about that. And in that conversation at a party, you don't go up and start, um, you know, handing out your business cards and saying, hi, I'm Travis. I'm from camp. You should come to camp. You begin conversations with by, you know, getting relationships with people by asking about them. It's less, here's me, here's me, here's me. It's, you know what do you do? What do you like to do? What do you have fun with? Um, any of those things with you would start at a party with people that are completely new to you. And then you try to find the common things. So if you're asking questions to get responses and find the things that you have in common, that'll move you along in a social network towards real conversation and real, real relationships. If it's constantly, um, here's our special price jumps up on Friday. If it's that, then people aren't going to pay any attention to you. A hundred percent. And that's where your staff are going to come in handy because they're used to not necessarily promoting themselves. They're used to being part of the conversation. And so what's fun to post online, what's exciting. And sometimes you're posting like, you know, somebody graduated from here and here. Good for you. And they're very good at that conversation. And a lot of times camp directors and owners are one way focused, which is let's get clients here. And how do we inform them of our specials? And this is, this is a, a, a sure way at a party to <laughs> turn guests away yes. from you. Yeah. So it's more like what, you know, and how do you do that? And that sitting down and having a conversation with those staff members will be helpful. And also just Googling, I know it sounds silly, but like the top 10 um, things not to do on Facebook as a business. Right. Google that. See what makes sense to you. See what, you know, yeah. look at if it applies to you. Get a little bit of that background information and then. Start with one social networking site and then go to another one. Don't do it all at once. No. And, you know, but I definitely think if you're not having that conversation, it doesn't mean you're, you're necessarily um, losing business, but it's going to be very difficult for you to gain business. Yeah. Right. If you're not there. People always ask me where to start with these things. As I said, again, get a, an account in everything in the same name um, and then go out from there. So my one piece of advice about what to post is make it always images and make them images that tell stories that aren't just, you know, two kids hugging. It has to have something that involves people emotionally um, and um, good interactions between campers and staff are always good photos. Um, and because you're focusing on photos, I think that the top networks are definitely Instagram and Pinterest in terms of marketing to new families. I really like those. 
Gab talked about Snapchat and I used to think, I used to have no real thoughts about Snapchat, um, but I've been thinking about it a lot this summer and I think that it could be something really effective for camps um, because the recipient feels very special because the message is you know, just there for an instant and it's gone. You've put some effort into in, including them in the message. And, um, and that's awesome. It's a great way to give a little piece of advice that, you know, you, you create a list of either prospects or, um, or those top families that are going to be talking about you just send them a quick little piece of advice or something that you notice that you could say, this is, um, you know, this is a great thing that you can incorporate into, um, when you talk about, about us, um, I had a couple of things on my desk that were just, you know, perfect examples of that. So this is a, um, a ticket from parking at the Toronto airport, which is notoriously terrible place to park. Um, and they have these all over the walls that you can just take it and rip a corner off, um, with the row of where your car is, put this in your pocket, then you know where to find your car again. So that's an awesome idea. How can you make life easy for your clients by thinking of things like this? That'd be a great Snapchat. Like, here's, here's what you can do. Um, or we just sent out these cards to you. Here's how you use them with families who've asked, you know, families of kids, the right age, et cetera. Totally. That is awesome. Uh, I like it. Do you have any more to add to that Gab or do you want to keep moving? No, I think, I think that's basically it. <laughs> be online, get some help. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be okay. And it doesn't need to take over your, if it's taking over your work, your work day, um, set your goals a little bit smaller, basically. Yes, yes. If you're like, wow, this is taking over, then just set it a little bit smaller. And uh, again, follow businesses that you find you're, you're drawn to for whatever reason and, and see what they're doing. And chances are they're not in the camping industry, not because camps don't do it well. It's just that it's something that's personal to you. Why do you like yeah. this business? What are they doing online that's exciting? And, and maybe, maybe see if that, that's a good fit for you guys. Yeah, right on. Good stuff. Anything that we can do to think of ourselves not as summer camps, but as a business first, and the business supports the summer camp mission, helps, I think, to get lots of these priorities down. Um, the next question is, how does one allocate and prioritize the time to market camp all year long? And it's a great question. I think everybody's struggling with that. There's so many things you possibilities of things you could be doing that you really need a way to focus. And that's why I think as Geb says, you set small goals, you think about things at this time of the year so that, um, you can make your own priorities. And I think we've given you lots of ideas already in the show of things to prioritize. Um, yeah, that's really my answer to that. I think is, is set the goals, look at what works, talk to your staff, use some of the ideas that we've shared about how to prioritize things. Yeah. Work backwards, work backwards. Yeah. Work that's, backwards. that's Beth, a big thing that Beth says all the time, what's your final result and then work backwards to figure out how to get there. Yeah. You just have to, that's the only way. And then you just need to stick to it, Right. stick to it. And then, you know, I guess, uh, Jackie always told me that, which is, a our director is, uh, as well as my mother. Yeah. So she has great advice, <laughs> but, uh, you know, says, you know, do it for two weeks, right? See if that works for two weeks. Can you, can you keep up with it for two weeks and then reevaluate? And I think that's, that's the same for anything that you're really trying to do. Um, so you just to really try to stick to it. If you're going to do an hour a day of, of posting something fun on online in your Instagram or Pinterest, or then do that and see if that's possible. And if you find that you're spending three, four hours time a day, then maybe you need to sort of, as we said, like scale back a little bit, but get the goal and then work backwards. Yeah. Awesome. 
Right on. Well, thank you very much for that question. Um, our last question today, um, this person, what they're thinking about this time of year, their biggest stress is creating an annual calendar that includes all the projects we want to work on. Um, that's very good. And my tool of the week is going to show you a tool to, to see all that stuff. Um, and I think you need to identify your, your priority um, goals said that a couple times i think that's a good idea um and then you know figure out how to delegate as much of that as possible um but there are definitely some things i would consider focusing on one thing i would say about marketing and and thinking about marketing as a business is that they say whoever they is but some research um about people who are who are working in small to medium-sized businesses which most of our camps would fit into that category that um 50 of your time should be spent on marketing and that's just to that's that's how you get to sustain and grow your business is to spend 50 percent of your time on marketing so you either have to find the right person to do that for you or you need to sometimes unload um other little things that take up your time that aren't resulting in more kids in bunks, um, more kids showing up on the bus and day camp. And so that might be a way to figure out some of your priorities is to look at the, the best suggestions from other industries that have the same, you know, small staff, one, two, five, six people, um, and uh, how they do it. And that's what they are setting their priorities at. Are there any other things you use to decide on what, what the, the big new projects are, Gab? Um, I think just our end of the year um, evaluation of our program with our leadership team. And we talk about the projects that we did and where we want to see them go, basically. And um, every year we're trying, we always try to add something new to camp. It's, it's, it's sort of our mission and it's our mission to up ourselves. And, and yeah. we try to share as much of our, if you will, secrets as possible because it forces us to outdo ourselves the next year. So we don't hold yes. tight to anything. Any, anybody wants something from us that we've developed, we want to share it because it pushes us to, yeah. to, uh, to go, you know, a little bit above, um, the year before. So I think basically we, we have a, a long sort of evaluation and then we choose what, what we want to work on that year and what's going to be our goal. And last year was a, a leadership program that went really well and we'll, we'll be continuing developing that. But then again, it's, it's marketing it and it's promoting it. And I think, I think if, if there was one thing that, that I'd like to point out or highlight with camp directors is that we're so used to being, especially for residential camps, so used to being um, in our own bubble and do our own, if you will, camp magic in our own bubble. Yeah. That's very difficult, and and there there's a purpose to that bubble, but it's very very hard to express that magic outwards. And if you can sort of start thinking about how do you share what you do um, on a day to day or a week to week basis, that's going to help you in the marketing. So the yes. fact that maybe you're developing, let's say, a garden, you know, just a little garden for vegetables. How do you, you know, it's maybe something that you do all the time. You're always developing your programs. You're always developing your staff training. But how does everybody know about this? You know, why is it awesome? And uh, Apple just, you know, came out with a bunch of products yesterday. And some people like it. Some people don't. But everybody knows about it. For sure. Everybody knows about it. And I think camps have a hard time because because we're meant to keep everything in this bubble of sharing, you know, these 
products, if you will, that we're doing. So try to every little thing that you're doing at camp, try to see how you can share that and, and get it out there and you'll get some, you know, some great feedback, I think, but yeah. try to get that, that stuff out of the bubble, basically. Even day camps, like, yeah. I love, you know, day camps have a wonderful opportunity on, you know, counselors' T-shirts to say, you know, I taught leadership today. Um, I help, I, I listened to a child today. Yeah. I, you know, and they have this opportunity to walk around wherever your day camp may be with these wonderful lessons on their backs that every, everybody can see, so some some pretty cool opportunities just have to share what you do that's awesome out there right on good stuff mm-hmm. well thanks gab uh and thank you to those who sent in their questions we're going to keep dealing with um with questions from the surveys we just really want to focus on marketing today it's a good time of year we think to get to that um and so uh so we're really grateful that um that so many people sent those in Totally. Yeah. There's a lot. I was really surprised and it's um and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just no. just especially with the time of year, it's very hard to fill out surveys and right. it's really cool to see how many people did. Yes. Yeah. So thank you to those people who did that. That's awesome. Um so then we will move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. Yes, indeed. Uh, my tool of the week, I got given, so I demand a care package uh, once a month during the summer. Yes. Um, it has evolved throughout the years, but there's definitely, there's, it is a must and it has to come like in a package, like not just here, I got your present. So yes. this came in my care package. Um, it's called a, a boost case. It's for iPhones yes, and it yes. basically charges your phone and you snap it on. I want to do a demonstration because it's awesome. Like that. There you go. And it charges it, and it has a little button light that turns on when you want to um, charge it. And it and it just saved me the summer because, as you know, camp directors have very long hours, and I do keep my cell phone on me at all times um, on. And so uh, I love this case. Every day I was like, oh, my God, I am in love with this case. <laughs> and I know there's a whole bunch of cases out there. Uh, I just so happen to like this one because it's – it's really sturdy and it's slim and it fits my pocket, but there's some, there's some great chargers out there that, but I, I, I have this one. And I really, really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great tool. Thanks. Um, so if you want to know, um, links to the stuff we talk about in the show, um, if we refer to websites or in this case, our tools have a website, we'll post that in the show notes. So if you're watching this on YouTube, the, those links will be down in the comments. And if you're just listening to this while you're driving, walking the dog or doing the dishes, go to camphacker.tv slash podcast and look for episode 72. Uh, and you will see there the links to our, our picks of the week. So, my pick actually arrived um, today while Gab and I were doing the pre-show, and um, we were just talking, catching up on things, and has a couple of interesting things. So I'll tell you what the tool is first. Um, it's called the New Year Calendar, and that's spelled N-E-U, Year calendar um, and it's just a wall calendar a lot like the time posters that you're used to um, you can order them in paper i got plastic ones i think it was only a, an extra dollar to get a plastic coated one that you could reuse and um, it'll allow you to line up a whole year and um, plan that out so 
we're getting to the point with Campaca that we're so busy with so many projects going on that we need to see it. Um, and having all these things in a Google Calendar is essential for us to be able to share them between Beth and I and, and the co-hosts on the shows, etc. But I, I, we need to see something on the wall. And um, this calendar is just organized just a bit differently than um, the the time posters. It's just all sort of runs together. So September runs into August and it's just a little more packaged up, a little neater. So I'm looking forward to getting that out and um, get to work on that and just lay out things so we can see them all, all laid out together. Um, what Gab and I were talking about with this is um, how well the packaging is. So this is a $15 product which is not a huge amount of money. Um, I consider anything less than $40 to be an impulse purchase for a camp. Um, and uh, so they just were really thoughtful about it. Um, their package comes in a, a cardboard tube like you would get for any other thing that you order online, but it's black instead of just the craft gray or craft brown, that light brown stuff. Um, has a giant sticker on it. Yeah. Um, Seize the year. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun. And then the calendar, I mean, it's just a wall calendar um, that's laminated. Um, itself was wrapped in black tissue paper. Uh, and I think they would have had to probably order a black tissue paper. You wouldn't think you'd find that anywhere. But the fact that they took the time to roll it up tight and then wrap it in black tissue paper just added to, hey, this is something really special. So it was good, good lesson for any physical packaging of anything we can do. It's like Waro's cool um, postcards. It's something that, that sets can set can't set apart the physical in the real world things that we do that matches up with all this online marketing we're talking about. Yeah, and our uh, registrar Candice, who's awesome, we love her. Yes, um, she's she's very very personal with the she you know she has she has an attention to detail which I love. And when we send out uh, you know new families package um, or prospect package, uh, I bought her a whole bunch of baggage tags, just sort of right. brown baggage tags from from Staples. I think that's what we say in English. Yes, or if you're yeah. French. Yeah, and. Um, and she uses that instead of putting a post-it, because she always writes a little note. Um, but instead of using a post-it, she uses a baggage tag. And she puts that, and then we have a stamp of camp stamp on the other side, and it's a little special note. Yeah. And it just makes it a little bit of a different, you know, yeah. it's about camp. So why not put something like that in there? And uh, she likes it because I get her a bunch of different stamps. So yes. She, she personalizes <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing your tool and Gab, all of your insights. It's so awesome. We're always so grateful that Waro has been so open about all these different things and so willing to share. You can see those little things that Waro shared sprinkled throughout the Camp Pros group. Look in the file section if you're a member of the Summer Camp Professionals group on Facebook, um, you know, the Pocket Counselor and, and a, a few other um, hiring checklists, staff checklists and stuff that are there. It's, it's awesome that you guys are so willing to share that stuff. Thank you. Well, it's no problem. And if I if if I could put something in here, a lot of the stuff that I've learned are from going to conferences. Um, and I will be going to the International Camping Congress in Turkey in October. Yes. Um, and uh, so, but Camp Hacker will be doing a couple of yes. videos from there. So stay tuned because we'll do a couple of inter interviews. And if you can't make it to Turkey, if you can... Well, I will buy you a drink. There you go. <laughs> but if you can't check out the video, so then, uh, so then it's you know get to share a little bit in the international uh, realm, which is a plethora of knowledge and information and good ideas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Gab, we're so grateful that you're doing that. Thank you. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Right on. 
Uh, and that's it, everybody. We really appreciate you watching the show. I think the one other thing that I would ask you to do in closing is um, if you learn some great stuff from the show, if you go to camphacker.tv slash love, that'll pre-populate a tweet um, that'll help us spread the message. It's talking about how much you appreciated what you learned in the show today. So that's camphacker.tv slash love. And you don't even have to do the creative part. Just um, push enter and enter and it goes out for you. Be really grateful for that thing. And uh, we're looking forward to a great new season this year. We're getting everybody back on the show. Uh, Dan and Joe both sent their regrets. And uh, we'll definitely make an effort to get Tink on to the show in the future because she's got some really smart things to say about summer camp. So um, it's awesome to uh, to have her volunteer to do stuff. So we'll be look forward to that. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Cap. No problem. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.